What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello and welcome to the Over and Back Classic NBA Podcast. I am Rich Krejci. No Jason Mann because we are continuing our series, the NBA at 75 Dunk Contest Retrospective Series. Uh, we did 1997. That was bad and that was depressing. We don't want to do that anymore. So let's now talk about the good times, the great times. For some people, the best times. The 2000 NBA Slam Dunk Contest where Vince Carter single-handedly revives the dunk contest. The 1997 NBA Slam Dunk Contest was an embarrassment. The NBA, which once prided itself on high-flying, larger-than-life superstars, used their Saturday Night Showcase for a boring, mundane, and uncompetitive contest. Missed dunks, lethargic players, and maybe worse than anything, a young Kobe Bryant fist-pumping when one of his competitors missed a dunk. We had reached the nadir, and the NBA felt it wise to put the Slam Dunk Contest on ice. In 1998, NBA All-Star Saturday Night featured the familiar three-point contest, won by Utah Jazz sharpshooter Jeff Hornacek. And once the three-point contest concluded and the ball racks were moved off the court, the familiar sound of ferocious slams and heart-pounding dunks was replaced by two-ball. We've made a move from Madison Square Garden to virtual land, the Turner Arena. Ernie Johnson and Cheryl Miller back at you to explain the ins and the outs of two-ball. This is back to basics basketball fundamentals passing dribbling shooting yeah, but more importantly it is definitely teamwork yes it is we have eight teams yes two players on each team the perfect mix of the wnba and the nba if you got a laker you have a spark if you've got a utah jazz you have the stars if you've got a charlotte hornet you have a sting if you have a phoenix sun you have the mercury and you should know about them because you were the coach of the phoenix mercury it comes easy so i think you got the idea nba wnba player teaming up in two ball now you can't just go out and freely two ball you have to have some rules you gotta, have some you gotta stay within the rules 60 second shot clock that applies to all the teams and also you got to shoot from all seven spots on the floor we'll show you those in just a second a maximum of two layups this can't be too easy you just don't want to be shooting bunnies the whole time exactly now you have to alternate shots you shoot i shoot you shoot i shoot that is called alternating shots 10-point bonus for scoring from all seven spots on the floor, and there's a one-point penalty for moving violation. You can't travel. You can't be called for double dribble. You will be penalized. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Okay. The slam dunk contest is canceled for the foreseeable future, and the NBA replaces it with two ball. And if you don't remember two ball, well, 
who could blame you? Two ball saw two players shooting from their choice of seven locations on the floor during a 60 second clock. Each of the locations was worth a different point value between two and eight, depending on where it was located on the floor. There were also bonuses and some extra ways to score points. Regardless, this was a competition and it was meant to feature the stars of the NBA and the still fledgling WNBA. So the inaugural two ball saw representatives from Phoenix, Cleveland, Houston, Utah, Los Angeles, Charlotte, Sacramento, and New York. Now, two ball wasn't boring per se. It just lacked a certain oomph that we had received from the classic slam dunk contest in the past. And, you know, nobody was going to build a superstar career on the back of an impressive showing in two ball. Nobody was going to become a star overnight because of two ball. It was fine. It was okay. It was an event. You saw stars. You saw things happen. It just wasn't. It just wasn't the dunk contest. You know, it wasn't the same thing. Uh, when the dust eventually settled, the Houston team of Cynthia Cooper and Clyde Drexler. Hey, Clyde. Clyde's probably happy to see the dunk contest go away. He's like, you know what? I'm joining this two-ball thing, and I'm winning this damn thing. And he did. So Cynthia Cooper and Clyde Drexler uh, win convincingly over the team of Carl Malone and Tammy Reese from Utah. And that was it. 1998 All-Star Saturday was done. Three-point contest, two-ball. Let's go home. In 1999, an ongoing lockout is going to cancel the NBA All-Star Game entirely, the only time since 1951 that the NBA did not present their midseason classic, and as such, there was no dunk contest. Now, would the NBA have brought the dunk contest back in 1999? It's hard to say. The talent pool that did shine in the 2000 contest, they were all there in 1999. Your Vince Carters, your Steve Francis's, those guys are there, so you could have definitely had the dunk contest with them, but... Would the sting from the deplorable 1997 contest still hurt? It's, it's an interesting thought experiment of, was it enough time? Maybe 2000 was the perfect time. Maybe two years away was the perfect time, and 1999 would have potentially rushed it. Only a year away. The sting of 1997 is still pretty fresh. It's hard to say. On December 8th, 1999, with the lockout finally resolved and the league back in full swing, then NBA commissioner made the shocking announcement. The NBA slam dunk contest was returning. He said, quote, it's coming back. We've had a lot of interest expressed by the people, the players who've said, I have a few moves that are reminiscent of Dominique and Michael, so we'll see what our players have. And we were off. And Stern, well, he was right to have confidence in this new group of dynamic young dunkers led by the Toronto Raptors soaring guard, Vince Carter. As the contest approached, uh, Carter would be joined by teammate Tracy McGrady, Houston Rockets high flyer Steve Francis, Detroit Pistons guard Jerry Stackhouse, as well as Larry Hughes and Ricky Davis. Now, this roster alone is a stark contrast to the uninspired lineups of the late 90s. Carter was the rookie of the year. Stackhouse was a bona fide scorer and a pseudo star. McGrady was on his way to a huge contract and a starring role with the Orlando Magic that would come you know, in the last year. These weren't just players or guys just to fill out a contest, but a legitimate crop of great young players that also happened to play above the rim. Before they even bounced the ball or made their, ex- their first jump, this slam dunk contest felt real. This felt like we were back. What's also important was this new generation of dunkers quite literally grew up on dunks. They grew up watching these contests, grew up idolizing the top dunkers in basketball. Carter was 11 years old when Michael Jordan and Dominique dueled in the 1988 slam dunk contest. And he would say when he won, spoiler alert, yes, Vince Carter's going to win this dunk contest. It's a little unbelievably, uh, unbelievable to me to win this thing so early in my career. I remember back when I would tape and watch them all over and over again. So for the first time ever, this entire field 
is clearly and obviously inspired by the prior generation, inspired by a time when the dunk contest was great. And these young guys, were they were eager to take this back to its previous greatness. They were ready to bring the dunk contest back. God damn, did they bring the gun, dunk contest back, man. Jeez. God, they did. <laughs> they, they brought it back. And it's never gone away since because they brought it back so much. But uh, let's, let's get into these uh, the, the, the contest here. The competitors... Vince Carter, the sole reason the dunk contest returned before he even completed a dunk. Everybody was anticipating and ready for what is Vince Carter going to do? What is he going to do? There was a palpable buzz about Vince Carter in this contest. If anybody was going to bring back the dunk contest, if anybody was going to get it to its old glory, it was going to be Vince Carter. He is the 1999 NBA Rookie of the Year and the league's most dynamic in-game dunker, obviously then and, and, and perhaps ever. You can make that case. Steve Francis, second-year guard from the Houston Rockets, helping bring the team back to glory. He would be the 2000 NBA Rookie of the Year. Uh, Tracy McGrady with the NBA's next high school-to-pro success stories. He uh, He's Toronto Raptors teammates with uh, Vince Carter. He's in his third year, and he has all the makings of a star. Jerry Stackhouse pushed out of Philadelphia with the arrival of Allen Iverson. Stackhouse becomes a first-time All-Star teaming with Grant Hill in Detroit. And this might seem like a broken record, but Larry Hughes... Pushed out of Detroit, uh, <laughs> pushed out of Philadelphia, I should say, uh, by uh, Allen Iverson. But uh, he's uh, finding su- some success with his new team in Golden State. Let's get to the competition. As I said, before one ball was bounced or one dunk is completed, the sense is that the dunk contest has returned. It can be felt. You can feel it. It's palpable. The crowd, the announcers, the players surrounding the court, everything just feels bigger and more important. And watching the 2000 Slam Dunk Contest after the 1997 one, which I did, I watched 97, took my notes, and then I watched 2000. It is, it feels like you've jumped 15 years. It feels like you've jumped 100. I mean, it, you you feel like you've jumped multiple generations. Somehow there is only a three-year difference between 2000 and 1997. I don't buy it, man. Watch these two contests back-to-back and you will see something is different. I mean, the, the, the players are look different, feel different. The NBA is different. The... Everything is just so dramatically different from 1997 to 2000. What a transformative era uh, in the NBA uh, this is. So Hughes, uh, who's unfortunately just a mere footnote to this historical night, misses his first two dunks. His final first-round score of 67 will shockingly not be enough for him to move on to the finals. Sorry, Larry. Thanks for coming. Uh, Tracy McGrady, one of the men overshadowed by the massive shadow of insanity on this very night, uh, got the competition started in earnest with a reverse double-clutch alley-oop. A great dunk, but uh, yeah, unfortunately. All great dunks are going to get a little overshadowed here in a bit. So Francis, the man most overshadowed by half-man, half-amazing star-making night, threw down a tremendous one-handed alley-oop. Francis's height and the length he had to stretch for the dunk invokes Spud Webb uh, of yesteryear. And that he, like Spud Webb, can't palm the ball just adds a little bit more to the comparison. The next up is Vince Carter. And there is a palpable buzz at Oracle Arena. This is... Why we are here. He is why we are here. This guy is why David Stern revitalized this contest. This man right here. The weight of the entire history of the event rests on his shoulders. If he bombs, if he goes out here and just stinks and has a bad contest, the slam dunk contest is done. It never comes back again. It becomes a remember when with the other all-star festivities like the old timers game or, well, two ball. It's just, we don't, we're just like, well, yeah, remember the dunk contest? That used to be cool. There was some cool stuff in there. Great. But they got rid of it in, you know, 97. They brought it back for 2000 and it stunk again. They never did it again. 
that it's perfectly possible that Vince Carter goes out here, stinks to high heavens, and this thing is just never brought back ever again. The weight there is so much there's so much expectations on Vince Carter here. There the literal history and future of the contest is resting on his shoulders. And when he comes out here, the camera pans and all the players on courtside have their camcorders ready. The crowd all stands up. Nobody is in a bathroom. Nobody is waiting for popcorn. The entire arena from the upper reaches to the of the upper deck to the contemporaries on the floor, they're here waiting to see what Vince Carter has in store. Here is the man that this crowd wants to see. Vince Carter who had told Kenny Smith that he has four dunks that no one has ever seen. All right, here is Vince Carter with his first shot. Let's go home. Let's go home, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go home. Let's, let's go home. Let's go home. Hey, that is a reverse 360 going against the grain. That is unbelievable. This building just exploded and perfect. On the scoreboard. Still to this day, one of the most unbelievable dunks we've ever seen. The type of dunk that you couldn't even do on an eight-foot hoop if you had all day. And it, every one of you listening, most of you listening, there's probably maybe a few of you listening to this. Go to a basketball hoop, lower it, and try to do this dunk. I mean, th- this is the type of dunk that sets the elite athletes of the world apart from the everyday Joes. I mean, nobody else at this time could do this dunk with the flair, with the leap, with the explosiveness of Vince Carter. And oh, shit, not that many people can ever do it. I mean, people have tried to do this dunk many times in dunk contest history. Guys have gotten close. You know, Donovan Mitchell, I think famously pretty recently, got very, very close to replicating it, but just not the same way as Vince did and not with the step on the court, bounce the ball three times and then do a 360 windmill and then just walk, you know, just walk off. Like, yep, there you go. It's done. And, you know, Kenny Smith, who a former dunk contest participant, and he's the commentator in TNT, just says, let's go home. And what's more, what's great about this, too, is if the NBA did declare that the contest was done at this moment, if David Stern ran out of the court and said, you know what? It's over. That's the that's the winner. That's the guy. I honestly don't think anybody would have been that disappointed. I think the price paid for a mission was well worth what he would just seen with one Vince Carter dunk, a reverse 360 windmill and it's just with each replay the crowd gets louder and louder Ray Allen faints Shaquille O'Neal screams every single scorecard in the entire arena reads 10 not a single 8 not a single 9 10s across the board Kenny Smith again pleads with the NBA to just write the check and declare the contest over it's just it's not going to happen and and no one's going to win this thing Vince Carter's got this and this is perhaps the single most important dunk in NBA history as well. The NBA dunk contest would never go away again after this. Remember that. It went away in 1997. That was it. 1998, they didn't do it. It would never go away again. The thought of removing it from NBA All-Star Weekend hasn't really crossed people's minds again. There's been some ideas of, okay, we can change this, or we can change that, or maybe we do this ruling or whatever. But it you feel like you can never take the contest away fully because what if we get this again? What if we get something like this again? It, they went as far as doing a dunk contest in an empty arena in the midst of a pandemic. And that seemed necessary. That seemed like something you just had to do because you just had to because of this dunk. This dunk right here. This one dunk was it. This dunk contest can never go away ever again because of this one dunk contest. And it has not left and it's not going to leave. 
The most unfortunate human being in the world on February 13th, 2000 was standing in the Oracle Arena in Oakland, California. His name was Jerry Stackhouse, and he has to follow Vince Carter in the 2000 NBA Slam Dunk Contest. Uh, Stackhouse does a 360, but he kind of has a look on his face like, I mean, what do you want me to do, guys? I'm not going to beat that. I should have just left. should take Kenny Smith's advice and just left. Uh, Anton Jameson, who was supposed to be in this competition, dodged a bullet here in a lot of ways. So he got hurt. He wasn't able to be in the competition. But think about this. Jameson is a hometown player for the host Golden State Warriors. How did Jameson get to the Golden State Warriors? Well, he was drafted by the Toronto Raptors. And then in a draft day trade, they traded Anton Jameson from the Raptors to the Golden State Warriors for Vince Carter. So imagine Jameson coming out here having probably a so-so dunk contest. I don't know. I'm not judging Anton Jameson, but I, I'd imagine he didn't have... I, <laughs> I don't think it's super hot take to say I don't think Anton Jameson was going to have as good of a dunk contest as Vince Carter had in 2000. That's my hot take. I'm going to my grave with it. That's what it is. So he would have gone out here and had a so-so dunk contest and make people realize that, holy crap, that guy, we traded that guy for that guy, and that guy's incredible. And this guy's fine, but God, that guy's insane. That guy's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. What a spectacle this guy is. And we traded him for that guy? Oh, that would have been terrible for Jameson, so he dodged a bullet here. Uh, thankfully, we uh, we get Charlotte Hornets guard Ricky Davis in Jameson's place. Uh, Davis performed the first teammate-assisted dunk of the night. That was a new rule this year. You had to use a teammate for one of your dunks. Uh, when he had Eddie Jones toss up an alley-oop, Davis slams it. It was a dunk, but still nobody cares. And it's not Davis's fault. It's not Jerry Stackhouse's fault. Everybody is still buzzing from Vince Carter. So next up is Tracy McGrady, who uses Carter for a alley-oop two-handed windmill. Great dunk. Again, awesome stuff. Francis bounces the ball on the floor, then reaches back for an awesome, awesome alley-oop as well, invoking uh, Spud Webb once again. And I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but Francis, McGrady, and really all the participants in this really shine a light on the dramatic difference in NBA athletes from 1997 to 2000. I mean, this group feels like a different level of athlete. They feel like a different species here. It's a generational step forward that feels like it just should be two decades forward. Instead of just merely two years. I mean, when you compare, no offense, I'm just going to name the name because he's the one that comes to the top of my head, but Chris Carr to Tracy McGrady, I mean, it's night and day. Tracy McGrady is so much of a better athlete. Steve Francis versus, you know, Bob Sura. I mean, it, it is night and day between these guys, and, and maybe that's the type of players they had, but I also do think if you know the NBA, if you followed the NBA at the time, there was definitely a new breed of athlete coming into the NBA, and you can see it here in this 2000 dunk contest for, for sure. What sucks is both McGrady and Francis would have won most other NBA slam dunk contests like throughout the 90s. They can do that, but uh, I'm sorry. They're going to have to settle for second and third place tonight because it is Vince Carter's game. All right, and here is the second dunk of the night for Vince Carter. And Vince adding to the repertoire. Vince Carter finishes with a 49, and the reason is Kenny Smith, the only judge not to award a 10. What's going on So Vince Carter's back for his encore here. He throws down an insane behind-the-back windmill with a perfect blend of grace and velocity. Eat your heart out, Dominique. And this year, the players, just to, again, to kind of give you a, show you the difference between this and 1997, the players have three first-round dunks 
and they'll take their best two scores to the finals. McGrady will use an amazing 360 double clutch 50 to bring his first round score to 99. Francis will miss his final dunk, but take his 45 and his 50 for a total of 95. Carter up to this point has a 50. He got a 49 from Kenny Smith in that last dunk. He's in. And here is where we really see the showman Vince Carter take note here. I mean, he could have he could have taken a three-pointer and said, nah, that's fine, whatever. He could have given no effort whatsoever. He could have just done a flat-footed dunk from below the basket, walk up, grab the rim, put it in himself, dunk it. It wouldn't matter. He was in the finals no matter what. Vince Carter has a 50 and a 49. He's in the finals no matter what. You only have to take your best two scores. That wasn't Vince, though. Not on this night, not this player, not with the weight of the dunk contest on his shoulders. Vince Carter used his teammate-assisted dunk as yet another showcase of his dominance on this competition. McGrady bounces the ball. Carter grabs it, puts it between his legs, and this is what it's out. Finale on the first round for Vince Carter. Oh, it not, it's over! It's over, ladies and gentlemen! spectacular show on this first round. When Carter completes that dunk, he points to the sky. If it wasn't over, it's over now. The crowd... <laughs> I mean, the crowd explodes. I, I would say almost literally because there are people that do look like their heads are just going <laughs> to explode when they see this. The court is filled with players. The, 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 his contemporaries are losing their mind. Judge Isaiah Thomas cannot contain his excitement. He leaps over the scorer's table to shake Carter's hand and literally bows before him. Each replay gets the crowd more and more amped up as they see it. There's this, ah, oh, oh, every single time they show a replay. It's over. 1988, take your goddamn silver medal. You're not the gold anymore. This is it. This is the all-time great competition, and we still have more to go. The finals are set with Carter at 100, McGrady at 99, Francis at 19 uh, at 95. Just 3 years ago, it was a chore for players just to make dunks. Now we're seeing one of the biggest and best spectacles in basketball history unfold, a night and day comparison between these two contests. And McGrady, despite his best efforts, will bow gracefully with scores of 45 and 32 in the finals. 77 is not going to get it done in this round. Uh, Francis hits a a really great baseline windmill, Jordan-esque. Uh, he'd follow that up with a beautiful alley-oop double-clutch reverse. Francis' is 91 in the final would be good enough in a lot of years. Uh, but this is not a lot of years. Carter takes center stage again and performs what at first looks like a pretty pedestrian dunk. What follows is one of the most surreal viewing experiences in NBA history. Little by little, fans in the arena, players, commentators, judges, and all of us at home realize what we just saw, what just happened. What looked like a very normal dunk for Vince Carter was so much more. All right, Vince Carter with his first on the final round. <laughs> Ladies, wait. Timeout. Timeout. Can, can I take a timeout? Have can we ever seen that before? <laughs> can I take a timeout? Well, I, saw, I saw him rubbing his upper arm, and I was wondering what he was doing. He was just cleaning it off, making sure there was 
nothing slippery there because he knew how far into the rim he was going. Wait a moment, Dad. Have you ever seen that? I've never seen that before. I'm not sure the guy can't go in through the rim head first. <laughs> Let's see if there's a trampoline out there when he's doing this stuff. The mascots left the trampoline out there. What looked like a very normal dunk for Vince Carter, as I said, is, is so much more. As replays with air in the arena, the crowd finally gets it. One by one, it feels like there's this buzz where people are like, oh, oh, oh my God. Every replay, a little bit more and more and more people. And they cut to Shaquille O'Neal, whose mouth is agape. You have Jason Kidd, who's just rubbing his face. He can't believe what he's just seen. Steve Francis, who he's facing in this final round. His mouth is just open, realizing, oh, no, it's over for me. Vince Carter jumped so high, he was able to put his entire arm into the basket. Vince Carter is resting his elbow on the rim. Excuse me? What? At this point, Carter can do no wrong. He only needs a 45 to win. Pretty much anything he does at this point would likely net him a 45 He's Vince Carter. I mean, it, it, it's Vince Carter in the 2000 dunk contest. You're not going to have this guy lose. He can literally do anything, and they're probably going to give him at least a 46. Uh, that's not enough, though, for Vince. And as we've seen, he's the, the showman of this competition. He takes off in the free throw line and throws down a good but not great free throw line dunk. And what used to be the crowning achievement in a dunk contest, just to, just to put this into context, what used to be the crowning achievement, whether it's Dr. J or Michael Jordan, the, the okay, I'm doing this dunk to prove that I am the best dunker in the world, that's Vince Carter's safety dunk. It gets his lowest score of the night, an absolutely pathetic 48, giving Carter a final score of 98 and one of the easiest slam dunk contest victories of all time. Carter would never return to the dunk contest again. He'd parlay his stardom on this night to becoming one of the NBA's most popular players. He'd be the leading vote-getter in the next year's All-Star Game. And Carter may never have returned to a dunk contest, but the dunk contest never left. 22 years later and counting, the dunk contest is still here, still important, and still the showcase event of NBA All-Star Weekend. Vinsanity didn't just bring the dunk contest back. He ensured for generations to come that it would never and it could never leave again. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you're enjoying uh, this series, we have a few more left to go before we bid adieu to the NBA at 75 Slam Dunk Contest series, but uh, expect maybe some other NBA at 75 stuff uh, coming from us as well. But uh, that is it for me. Uh, follow us at Over and Back NBA wherever you follow things, Twitter, Facebook, all that sort of stuff. Uh, OverandBackNBA.com for the full archive of all of our episodes. And also check out the written components to all these at Fansided.com, the step back at fansided.com. And last but not least, uh, make sure to rate and review us wherever you are listening to your podcast because it feeds our precious, precious egos. So thank you guys so much for listening. Again, Rich Ladder 32 at uh, on Twitter, at Rich Ladder 32 want to thank him uh, for all the production music you hear uh, in the background of these episodes. But uh, that is it. You know we're gonna get we're gonna get some good dunk contests, but uh, I don't know if they're ever gonna be this good. I don't know. This is it. This is pretty great. Uh, this has made me a basketball fan for life. Really, I mean, I was I was always a fan. Kind of fell out of favor a little bit, and then I saw this, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm a fan forever. And now I'm here. What? 22 years later, doing a podcast about it. So it obviously worked uh, on me. But thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for your support. We'll talk to you again next time. Take care. Bye.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.